Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang. As part of our Art of Living interview series, today's show features my interview with David Smith, host of the new podcast from Lemonada Media titled The Cost of Care. Today's interview with David Smith is the perfect antidote for our year of isolation. And since the pandemic has impacted us all, we are all vaccine patients. We're all dealing with COVID. And we are a community of people thinking about care, what it costs, and the community of all of us. Well, first off, what's your life worth? Healthcare in the United States can bankrupt you, demoralize you, or actually kill you. Healthcare economist David Smith grew up in a Mormon community in Utah and lost his father, sister, and brother to the same deadly epidemic. David Smith has spent his career exploring whether their deaths were preventable and how we can make health a priority for everyone. Today on the Not Old Better Show, we discuss David Smith's new podcast, The Cost of Care. David and I chat about patients, medical experts, and policymakers, and David will reveal how the wealthiest nation on earth ended up with one of the most expensive, worst-performing healthcare systems in the world, and how we can provide some solutions to fix it together. The way our system works at the moment Sickness pays, and health, unfortunately, doesn't. The U.S. has one of the most expensive but worst-performing healthcare systems in the world. We pay out nearly $4 trillion every year for a system that can bankrupt you, demoralize you, or actually kill you. After that procedure, a surprise medical bill for nearly $94,000. We spend twice as much per person on healthcare compared to other rich countries, but on average, Americans die five years earlier. Life expectancy at birth in the U.S. plunged by a full year in the first half of 2020. This is The Cost of Care, a new podcast from Lemonada Media. It's not about healthcare, it's about health and how we ended up with this broken system that leaves so many of us drowning in debt. I'm David Smith. I'm a healthcare economist, and I've seen firsthand how dramatically health outcomes can vary depending on who you are, where you live, or where you come from. What is morally right in America is usually determined by whether or not it makes enough money. The Cost of Care arrives April 15th on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's a brief clip from David Smith's new podcast, The Cost of Care, from Lemonada Media. And now, please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, David Smith. David Smith, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for for having me. Of course. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I think this is just going to be a fascinating subject. We're going to talk about your new Lemonada podcast, the title of which is The Cost of Care podcast. I want to get into that, but first, I just want to make sure... You doing good uh, during the quarantine, the pandemic, the family well, everybody okay during our time of social distancing? Everybody's great. Our our three little ones, uh, nine, six, and uh, three, are all slowly getting back to normal. Our nine and six-year-old are back to full-day school. Our three-year-old <laughs> is totally oblivious to uh, all of this. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I will tell you, I was talking to my wife the other night, and we're, we're we kind of like this social distancing thing. Um, <laughs> there's 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 something to to there's something desirable about being able to get out of certain obligations and commitments right. that um, right. 
uh, we had before the pandemic. Yes, I know what you mean. Exactly. Well, that's good to hear. I'm glad everybody's well. And uh, my best to you and your family. Thank you. I wonder if we could just start. You have this really wonderful, fascinating story, uh, both professionally and personally. And I wonder if you'd just tell us a little bit about you, maybe who you are and how we've kind of gotten to this point. Yeah, you bet. Um uh, like like just about any of us, uh, it's a story with a lot of twists and turns. I, um, I'm a healthcare economist uh, today, and so I am a little business that, uh, that, that does healthcare work. But the path leading up to this is anything but you know, linear. I had a, had a really normal childhood uh, up until my very early teenage years when my uh, dad was diagnosed with something called chronic fatigue syndrome. And um, for any of your listeners that don't know what that is, it's basically, it's the equivalent of like having mono every day for the rest of your life. It's, it's painful, you're exhausted, your immune system doesn't function well. And at the time, they didn't know a lot about it. So he was seeing a lot of doctors all over the place. And uh, one doctor in particular at some point uh, prescribed him with opioids. And uh, this kind of set off a cascading of events. He he had had a, a pretty difficult childhood. And so the combination of that trauma, the, the disease, and then the opioids, which he regrettably became addicted to, um, took our family on on just this wild ride for several years that that ultimately ended up in a dissolution of my parents' marriage and uh, ultimately his uh, his passing when I was in my early twenties, which which just left this meteoric you know, crater uh, in our family. And in the years that followed, uh, my little brother passed away also from an opioid overdose. Um, my little sister had overdosed, fallen, hit her head, had a brain aneurysm, and was taken off of life support. So there's this multi-year period, um, you know, my early 20s, where there's just this tremendous amount of loss. And uh, I, I'm kind of just floating through life at this point and uh, decide that I've, I've got to I've got to do something to turn my world around. So on New Year's Eve, uh, when I'm 25, I get in my car and I, I fill it as full as I can. And I drive back to Utah, which is where I grew up and uh, reaffiliated with my my childhood faith. Went to school, met my wife, um, had some really fortunate experiences and ended up you know, working for Governor Mike Levitt in healthcare in Salt Lake City. And um, didn't didn't really care too much about healthcare when I started that job, but but grew to just love the intractability of the problems. Like like economists just look for these intersections of of financial and social misalignment, and like that's American healthcare in, in a nutshell. We moved to Chicago, um, and here like my whole world just completely expanded, and I started to see these patterns all over you know the city of of you know, childhood trauma depression addiction and it it just lit this fire that's informed my work over the last few years and ultimately what's informed uh, our cost of care uh, production mm-hmm. thank you for that I, I appreciate it i've heard you talk a little bit about your uncle eddie and in particular his recollections somewhat of your of your father and i wonder what you learned from him that's kind of shaped you in in all of this yeah i um so uncle eddie was a was a figure in the earlier part of my life that i have just the 
the vaguest memory of of meeting once or twice, but but remembering how fun he was. And we we reconnected last year as a as a function of my own personal journey. I was kind of in the throes of a, a pretty existential crisis. Um, we had uh, we had severed from uh, our uh, our faith, which I didn't anticipate would be traumatic in the way that it was. And uh, some other things had occurred. And I ended up just needing to to start putting some things, some critical things back together about myself. And so I, I got in my car on a Thursday morning and I ended up doing this 27 state, 8,000 mile road trip. And and I was seeking out my dad's siblings so I could better understand who he was at, at certain points in his life and kind of map that over my own. And that ultimately led me to San Diego where I reconnected with Eddie. And, um, you know, it was, it, 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 it will, when I die, it will be remembered by me as, as one of the most important experiences of my life because prior to that visit uh if you would have compared me to my father in any way i i I probably would have just punched you like i i I didn't want that um but in this interaction not only did eddie paint this picture of this just really cool guy when when my dad was younger um you know at the end of our time together he we both stood up and he paused and he took this long look at me and he said, Oh my God, I I just can't believe how much you are the spitting image of your dad. And that was so incredibly special to me and, and surprises me even now how special it was to me. But after hearing him describe this person and then being compared to that person, it, it was, it was validating to me that, um, that I had inculcated some of the best of my dad and and who I've become as a man and that my dad was not a villain, that he, he really was this wonderful person underneath a lot of the, the really tough things that happened to him in his life. Yeah, it was a tough road. Certainly you use the word crater. I, I can just only imagine that losing someone like that in your family was just that much of an experience that that moving and you talk about your father's recovery process and I'm kind of trying to follow a little bit of the timeline here and your father ultimately ended up in Arizona he had been excommunicated from the Mormon church he was making some strides to kind of return in some way shape or form and into a semblance of a of a former life um you had your own issues with uh, uh with uh, with the Mormon church and then the overdose happened and so maybe wrap this part of the story up a little bit, but also tie a bow around it in, in terms, if you will, of, of how it's shaped your view on healthcare. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, he, my, my dad had this proclivity for, for resetting in, mm-hmm. in his life. And, mm-hmm. and what, what, what he kind of did three, th- three big periods of his life is, is things kind of got really bad and he said, okay, I've got to change the environment I'm in. I've got to do something kind of big and bold and drastic. And he would do that. And then he would rebuild this wonderful thing. And then he'd kind of douse it in kerosene, burn it down and go do it again. And and Arizona was the last example of that um, where he, you know, th- things were pretty much in shambles in, in our nuclear family. 
Um, so we moved to Arizona, got a good job. Um, you know, married, married this really nice woman and, uh, brought in her children and, and really was thriving for a little bit. And ultimately, um, that, that didn't take for very long. And he, uh, the marriage started to fray a bit and he was living in a studio apartment by himself. And, uh, you know, there's there's a little bit of an interesting story I'll share. I, I don't share it on the podcast, but I'll, I'll share it here. Um, the weekend before he died, he was out to dinner with his his new wife, and well, his who he was separated from now at the time. And and at dinner, he tells her, "Hey, I had a had a dream, and in the dream, I, I feel like I had a vision, and uh, God, Heavenly Father, came to me and." said it was okay for me to come home. And he said to, to Lori um, at this dinner, is it, will you be okay if I do that, if that happens? And, and will the kids be okay? Um, and she, she said yes and affirmed it. And the following Tuesday, my, nobody had heard from him and my little brother found him, uh, you know, his computer having overdosed. And, um, it's uh, I don't believe he willfully took his life, but I believe he probably skirted the lines closer than he had before, and that ultimately is is what did that. But he was he was a person who was plagued by a really difficult upbringing and an inability um, to to access resources that that could have helped him. And so when I apply that to healthcare, I think to myself. You know, over the last 30 to 50 years, we have become so good at preventing mental illness, physical illness, intervening on social factors. We've become really good at at addressing conditions when they come up. Like we we have incredible knowledge around these things. And so as a result, we've pumped all this money into a system and we've and we've hired that system to help prevent bad things from happening and put us back together when bad things do happen. The the disadvantage or, or the thing we got wrong is that system just really sucks at doing that job. Um, it's it's inefficient. Uh, it doesn't operate in the way other systems do. Um, and the end result is some of us do okay in, in prevention and treatment, but many of us don't have access to the full breadth of things that define what health really is. And health is so much more than a sprained ankle. Um, or, or a heart attack. Health constitutes everything that goes on around us, everything that goes on in our in our head, and our system really, for what it's capable of doing, it fails us. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Well, let's let's jump ahead a little bit and let's talk about the new podcast, "The Cost of Care." Why don't you tell us who it's for? What did you What did you see, you know, as being the need, and uh, and how are you feeling that? Yeah, well, I it, it I think it's just really for anybody that has been uh, hurt or engages with or, or or uses or works inside you know the health industry. It's it's a huge industry. It's it's just about twenty percent of our economy. We will all be we will all use it um, at some point in our lives. Um, uh, some of us will use it uh, more at different moments in our life or under different circumstances. And we wanted to do a show that that really emphasizes 
this uniquely American healthcare system that we have built over the years. And there are some amazing things about our healthcare system, amazing things. Um, we've got amazing doctors and technology and the ability to do great tests. But as a system, it uh, it often, as I said a moment ago, fails a lot of us. And we wanted to try to pe peel away all of the political talking points and the misinformation that's out there and just the sheer complexity of it. Um, and try to create a really approachable way to understanding what the system is, how it works, why it's not as good as it could be. And then as a patient, as a taxpayer, um, wh whatever role you play, how you can play a part in, in making it better. Because if we don't get it better, if, if we don't make it better in the coming years, uh, we'll, we'll continue to inflict more and more damage and, and and harm to people that the system is equipped to to help. Mm -hmm. We are with David Smith. David Smith is the CEO and founder of Third Horizon Strategies. Third Horizon Strategies is a Chicago-based boutique advisory firm focused on maximizing human potential through a better health system. David Smith is also host of the new podcast from Lemonada Media titled The Cost of Care. I think the cost here in in the title is an emotional one too especially give it your your own personal history and you have this really great quote that i've heard you say you say that we we experience healthcare as though it's a part of our life at about 10% then there's 30% that is related to our own genetics and 60% of our healthcare experience is everything else. That's a big number, 60%. So how do we, how do we kind of deal with the 60%? What is, what are some of the tools we might use to really get this in a place where we've got a little bit more balance or that we're able to, uh, you know, access the system in a way that gives us what exactly what we need? Yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's the million dollar question. And I think mm -hmm. it's, it's it's a big part of what we're trying to navigate on the show. That just to define that sixty percent, uh, it can be it, it's a whole range of things. It can be our our behaviors, you know, culturally. It can be where we lived. It could be where we grew up. It could be our access to to fresh food or food at all. Um, education. Uh, oral or dental care. There's a whole range of things that really have nothing to do with our healthcare system, but they have tremendous impact on uh, on our health, on our on our ability to to be our best selves. And the thing I often lament in the work I do is we have funded incredible programs uh, across the country in states and across the country to address those things. But one of the biggest failures we we kind of have socially and, and politically is none of that stuff is integrated. It, it doesn't tie in together and it doesn't take a, it doesn't focus on our health uh, in a way that one has historically recognized those factors as being linked to our health and how long we live, live for. Um, and, and, and two, uh, how how functional a, a community ultimately is or can be. And so I think one key thing is how do we link all of those resources uh, together in a more integrated way? Uh, and how do we start to really take the $4 trillion we spend on healthcare, the 10%, um, uh, the thing that has 10% impact on our life expectancy, and take part of that $4 trillion and put it into the 60%, 
uh, and thinking about prevention and public health and, and the things that really would enable you know, a community or an individual to thrive. The first series of The Cost of Care is wonderful. I've had a chance to listen to uh, a little bit of it. It's just filled with great guests, and, and the subjects are are really, I think, powerful ones, very important ones, very relevant to us today. There's just this great range of experts. You've got policymakers. There's medical patients, even, that, that you've, you've got one episode that is titled, actually, The Patient in a Wastebasket. And I wonder if you'd just <laughs> tell us briefly about that. That just jumped out at me as being one that I'd like to ask you about, but maybe tell us why that's important and, and, and maybe some of the conclusions that you draw from, from that episode. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, true to form, and uh, I think in narration and, and production, uh, we fiddled with some of the episode titles. And so that, that episode may be now titled sli- something slightly different. We do take mm, an episode okay, or two okay. that really does focus on, on this notion that patients are kind of the product, they're the widget. Uh, in, in, at the end of this system, but so many times the patient, the the system itself, the insurance companies, the hospitals, and and others, are really prioritizing their financial incentives over the patient's care, and so patients oftentimes get kind of the short end of the stick. and And in the show, we really try to uncover well, why is that? Well, one reason is that patients don't have the same information um, that the doctor does or that the hospital does or that the insurance company does. And so patients operate with this complete lack of information that they don't have in any other part of their life. One, because they don't know the clinical stuff that's that's going on. And and two, the prices, fees, all of the, the upcoding and the backend claims filing, that is all hidden from the patient's view. And this, the, the, the most important impact, the second part here is that the patient oftentimes is, is what all the excess gets dumped on. Um, they're the ones that get the surprise medical bill um, or they, uh, they, they are engaged in a way that is, not, that is not sensitive to the condition or what it is they went and sought treatment for. So, so the patient and being, we are not a patient-centric system uh, we are a patient. Uh, we are a, a we are a patient productized system, and that has got to flip on its head. And to flip that on its head, we have to change the way everybody in the system is incentivized, and everybody in the system should be incentivized to support patients and not getting sick, uh, not getting sicker, or 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 getting treated and getting better when that's possible. Well, David Smith. I know you're very busy. We sure appreciate your time. I wonder if we could just wrap here with just one final quick question for you. I know the answer could be, you know, enormous. It could occupy another full show, but maybe because there is a patient responsibility here. And so what is it that you have heard recently that strikes you as being one of the best solutions that patients might take upon themselves in order to kind of fix some of this this healthcare mess and maybe avoid some of these losses that that uh, are around us. Yeah, I, I think it's it's to not be uh, idle. It's mm-hmm. that there is a there, there's a level of 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 learning about you know the right questions to ask when you're in a doctor's office and you're seeing a specialist or uh, you're you're selecting a facility for an appointment. There are are these ways to kind of navigate what is covered, what's not covered. Uh, as a means of of protecting yourself, and and there's a lot, and we'll go through this in the show. In the last episode, we're we're going to try and build a toolkit that mm. really gives patients Excellent. the ability to 
ask all the right questions, but there are very, very deliberate things that we can do as individuals to not just um, protect ourselves, but to push back against a system um, so we are at the center of it instead of, you know, profits and and um, uh, and power being kind of the, the core area of focus. That is great news. We'd love to have you back and talk about the toolkit. Of course, we'd love to have you back and talk about the show. The name of the show is The Cost of Care. David Smith's been our guest. David Smith is the host of The Cost of Care podcast from Lemonana Media. David Smith, great talking to you. It's Friday afternoon. I hope you and your family have a great weekend. The best to you on this show. And uh, we're going to be sending this out to all of our audience to get people excited about it because I think it's an important subject, but you just have a wealth of information to share. So thank you for your time. Paul, thanks so much for having me. My thanks to David Smith for his time today. Thanks also to Lemonada Media for reaching out with such an important new show. Again, the title of which is The Cost of Care. You'll find links to it in our show notes today, a very important healthcare subject. Check out the Cost of Care podcast when it debuts April 15th, anywhere you listen to podcasts, including the Not Old Better Show. We will have links in our show notes to where you can find it. Thanks to you, my wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Remember, be safe, be well, practice smart social distancing. And I hope you're listening today while you're standing in line for the vaccine. That will just make me happy. <laughs> Let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.